Welcome once again to one of the occasional podcasts. And just to remind you, there are a lot of others in the catalogue. So do have a look at them because you'll find them of interest. But today I'm going to try and answer the question, what's going on in government? Not an easy question to answer. We've had a SARS strike. We've had the Eskom strike. We are probably going to have a strike in the public sector. We have had uh, wage settlements, which frankly are not affordable. We know that. So what is going on? Let's talk about uh, Eskom first. Um, now, you know, from my point of view, the Eskom problem started or began to go wrong with the approach to negotiations on the company's side. And I say this because one of the most important things to determine when you're negotiating wages is what is your going-in position going to be? Now, we know the unions go for the 15% plus, 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 but that is a totally incredible opening. You know, the unions know that there is no chance of getting a settlement at that level. And that is really bad negotiating strategy. And so when employers come in at 0%, which Eskom have done, or they come in or any employer comes in at 0% or 1.5% and so on and so forth, they must know that that to the other side is going to be a totally incredible position. And because it lacks credibility, it is going to ratchet up the opposition and the heat from the other side. And they will then um, almost subconsciously form the view, we are going to have to pull them up to our number, as opposed to the knowledge that if they open at 15% and the employer opens credibly, the, the knowledge that they are going to have to go down to where the employer is. And that makes a a big difference. So Eskom, in my opinion, opened very low. We then had a situation which, again, was fairly predictable um, where we had the, the strike. Now, you know, this has been an ongoing threat for a long time. And as you probably know, uh, Eskom is an essential service. So they are not allowed to go. Well, they can't go on a lawful protected strike. They've got to go to wage arbitration. And from a strategic point of view, Eskom, in my opinion, and, and I have had some exposure to these things, but no more to be said about that. In, in my opinion, uh, the strategic option which should have been followed was to push the thing into arbitration as quickly as possible for the simple reason that the chances of a sane arbitrator making an insane award when you're dealing with something like numbers, is really quite rare. And that's, you know, borne out by the fact that the majority, by far, of wage arbitrations, and I'm speaking worldwide data here, end up closer to the employer's figure. So that would have probably been the way I would have advised Eskom had I been asked. But be that as it may, so we get a low opening, we then have the strike. The strike, of course, um, has an immediate impact on the nation. I'm not necessarily talking about the economic impact and what it will mean for GDP and what it will mean for investment and the medium to longer term effects of it. Um, we have a situation where public opinion, because of the inconvenience, becomes quite strongly motivated against the strikers. And that is not that common in strike situations. 
and of course can be used tremendously to the advantage of the employer um, in terms of using this as a, uh, a lever in the negotiations. Um, that didn't necessarily happen. Uh, but what was interesting, and there's a plus and a minus around this, is that um, a minister became involved very quickly, Pravin Gordon. And those of you who saw him addressing the nature will have seen something which I have never seen, certainly in transition, and I can't think of uh, too much before, where he made, government made, a very, very strong and critical stand against the unions, where he went as far as showing photographs of houses that had been attacked, of damaging to prop, damage to property. Now, of course, you might say this is not anti-union, it's anti-employee. And there's some truth in that. Um, but nevertheless, very significant um, that he took that stance in public. But what happened then, um, and it seems to me, and obviously I don't have inside information, it seems to me that it was almost a panic response that government see this thing getting out of control and rather than dealing with the fact that this is a uh, uh, an unlawful strike, that the strikers are continuing um, in the face of a court order, which is a very, very worrying thing, actually say this has got to be settled quickly and wham, bam, thank you and all of the other things. Um, the next thing is that uh, Gordon instructs Eskim, as I understand it, to settle at the 6-7% level. Um, now, what's ironic about that is the very next day, the headlines in Business Day say, Eskom says we cannot afford the increase. Now, can you imagine any firm in the, pub, in the private sector uh, making a settlement in wages and then saying publicly the next day, we settled at a, a level where we haven't got the money to pay it? So more Sturm und Drang or Snot und Trana, whatever you prefer, um, from Eskom, uh, but clearly the involvement of government there. Now, one needs to be very careful about this, and, and, and frankly, um, my credo is free collective bargaining. That's what I believe in. And when governments start stepping in um, and instructing settlements to be made, I don't think that's a good thing. And I will tell you why in a moment, now, you might argue and say, yeah, but ultimately they're government employees uh, and it's a state of national uh, importance that warrants the, uh, uh, the interference. And there is some argument there. But there's some danger in it because once you've done it, um, you'll do it again and again and again. And of course, it becomes a very strong weapon in the hands of the unions. Uh, and when you're looking at the public sector, which is where you and I, dear listener, spend our tax rands, um, this is something that, uh, frankly, we should be concerned about. The other thing that we um, ought to be concerned about is that I'm really of the view that government's role in collective bargaining uh, is to stand aside. They give us a framework within which we operate, um, but this is uh, almost as if the ref and the linesmen suddenly run on the field and uh, start playing the game. And that's not what one would uh, want to see. But what is more interesting um, about this kind of interference is, of course, everybody else in the public sector. And remember, we've still got the uh, uh, PSBC, the Public Sector Bargaining Council negotiations going on. And I am of the view there will be a strike there, um, albeit... Uh, and not a uh, complete and uh, 
um, totally solid one uh, or one that will last a great deal of time. But of course, the tendency will be for government to step in again. And having stepped in at Eskom at the level that they did, what chance is there of the public sector settling at anything less than that? So what we're doing right now, as far as that is concerned, is we're arguing about the money on the table. Is it 6.5%, is it 6%, or is it not 6%? And, um, you know, government is doing the, uh, uh, the old three-card trick uh, where, you know, find the P, uh, whatever it is, with the numbers and trying to persuade the uh, unions that there is 6% on the table. And, and frankly... There probably is, and, and possibly even more, but the unions aren't buying it. So, so that's not necessarily um, a very good thing. So, you know, if we, if we look at that, um, we have that level of concern. But, of course, we now have the growing pressure. We've seen it in the private sector as well, where when things are not going well for the strikers, they turn to government and say, government, you must step in and help us. Now, we saw that uh, in the SARS strike. Well, that is fine, because I suppose if you uh, believe in it, they are government employees. Uh, You'll have gathered at this stage that I don't. Um, But in point of fact, uh, if you look at the Sabanya Stillwater strike, private sector, um, the same kind of thing. So we're going to see that unions with uh, waning strength and waning membership, other than the public sector, are now going to try and elicit the aid of government to come to their aid when their sheer force of arms or legs uh, can't do it for themselves. And uh, government, um, always keen to garner support and votes, um, are quite possibly going to do that. And from from, just the point of view of democratic principles, I don't think that is a good thing. So we look at the public sector... And we say, well, you know, if we had to choose one word to typify it, what would that word be? Um, chaos comes to my mind, um, and uh, that, that's a kind uh, description. But uh, I think that um, in, in this chaos, we are sowing the seeds of future difficulty, which really could have been avoided. So not a happy situation. Um, And uh, it has resulted, uh, as you will probably have uh, figured for yourself, that um, there's been a very, very big upswing in uh, in strike action. From memory, um, I think our numbers show that while there were 50,000 last year, there have been one point, um, first uh, two quarters of the year, there have been about 1.5 million this year, and it's going to get bigger. I mean, we have the um, auto industry, Uh, MIPCO, uh, which are on the edge of another strike. And um, with all of this, we've got the troubles within the union movement, uh, NAMSE in particular, um, and just a a failure of leadership uh, at many levels. But there we are. Please keep looking at our website and checking the new podcasts that are coming up. Uh, And of course, we'd always love to hear from you. Um, Andrew Levy, Uh, And our website is um, www.andrewlevy.co.za. You can get me on the email, andrew at andrewlevy.co.za. And we'd always like to hear from you. Uh, And in point of fact, I have a webinar uh, on the way. We're doing two in uh, in that week. And uh, the one is going to be uh, dealing with uh, the mid-year roundup 
So that'll update you on all the things that are going to happen. And the other one is going to be uh, uh, inside the BCEA. So um, I'm thinking of calling it the BCEA can be beautiful or have fun with the BCEA. Uh, There's a lot there that's important. Uh, I'm going to do a podcast on that, so listen to that as well. But better still, come along to the webinar. You've been listening to another production from Solid Gold Podcasts.